Hey boozers, welcome to Booze E-Banter, a podcast where we take a topic and pair it with a drink. My name is Justin, and this week we're discussing passcodes and whether or not to give that to the person that you're currently dating, married, or what have you. Uh, passcode being what unlocks your phone. All right, so let's pregame. Uh, we don't have a guest this week, honestly. Uh, you know, this week or these past couple weeks, um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to give everybody a chance to get caught up. And really, it's honestly just been a roller coaster of emotions for me these past few weeks. Um, this business of mine with doTERRA essential oils just kicked off and I got my first check in the mail. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I separated myself from someone for deeply personal reasons. Um, I have a nephew on the way who's going to be coming in this summertime. So I'm going to be having a nephew. Shout out Jacob and Justine. Um, my brother Jacob and Justine are planning on having another kiddo. So I'm excited for that. My big brother just turned 34. Shout out John. Um, I got this new role at my job that I've been waiting for a few months to get, so I'm really happy about that, but, you know, my depression and anxiety has been kicking my ass lately. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I talked to some coworkers of mine, and they're like, yeah, it's been pretty gloomy outside, maybe that's the reason why, and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know, but luckily my friend and coworker, Christina, shout out. She hooked me up with a free diffuser, so that's helped a lot with managing um, that. Uh, I use it to diffuse my essential oil, so that's helped a lot, a, a lot with um, with that. So I wanted to do a topic that opens the floor for more debate, something more fun for me to talk about, and hopefully see what you all think uh, and really get a convo started about it. So honestly, this has come up in past relationships of mine. And, you know, I haven't really known how to feel about it. So now that I've been single for a hat minute, I wonder what the census is on for or against giving your partner the passcode to your phone. So this week I wanted to switch it up and have a beer. So a little easier on the bank since there's no ingredients to buy. We have the new Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA which sounds like a strain of marijuana, so I got to thinking, can you smoke hops? The answer is yes, but it's not going to do anything for you since there's no cannabinoids or whatever it is. Um, There's no cannabis in it, and it's not recommended because it causes stomach pain, so mm, I recommend not doing that. In case you're a weirdo and we're wondering, like me, there you go. So let's get into fixing this drink. So yeah, it's a beer. Um, there's not really much to fix, but if you want to get fancy with it, you well, it's suggested, of course, that you drink it cold um, and that you pour it into a chilled glass. So if you want to get fancy with it, you're drinking at home like me, you can do that. So this beer actually chose me. On a night I just needed to get out of my apartment and really out of my head, I went to HEB, our grocery store known to all Texans, and as I was looking at the wines, I turned and saw this badass skeleton design in the fridge and said, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to drink this for the podcast and switch it up. 
All right, so here's some fun facts for you guys. You might be asking yourself a few questions with this beer, as I know I did, being that I'm more of a wino. Uh, Like, what's an IPA? What are hops? And how does malted barley come into play? To make sure I don't piss off any beer or IPA connoisseurs, I'm just going to get into the difference between IPA beer and lager beer. My god, y'all, there was so much to be learnt about beer, I simply could not. The history and types are just, well, beer could be its own podcast, and I'm sure there's a few out there. So anyway, IPA stands for India Pale Ale. What you're probably used to drinking if you're a nothing fancy beer drinker like yours truly, my go-to being Dos Equis, is considered a lager, which is most popular, which is one of the most ty- uh, popular types of beer. Lagers are brewed and fermented in cooler temperatures, which takes longer to ferment. Another example of a popular lager is a uh, Heineken. So IPAs are brewed in warmer temperatures, which takes less time to ferment, resulting in a stronger taste. So here's a quote from Kayang Min Rose article. Everything you should know about lagers versus IPAs. So he writes, IPA was created during the British invasion of India to make sure their ales wouldn't go bad during the long ship ride from export exportation to British citizens living in India. Brewing companies began to put in extra alcohol and ingredients such as hops. Normally, beers that contain high hops create a very bitter taste. What's special about IPA, however, is that the hops' bitter taste goes perfectly with barley. Ultimately, it creates a unique aftertaste, flavor, and aroma. And quote. So, this got me thinking, what are hops, and how the heck does barley come into play? Welp, hops are the flowers of the plant uh, Humulus lupulus. <laughs> That's what gives beer that flavoring. Sometimes it's more of like a citrus flavor. But anyway, barley is part of the brewing process since beer is brewed from malted barley. What's malted mean? You're going to have to look that one up on your own (laughs) if you're really that interested because it's a whole rabbit hole that I started to fall down but quickly stopped when my eyes started to go cross-eyed. So let's crack this sucker open as Amanda from Wine and Cram Podcast says. All right. Mm. I didn't even say cheers, boozers. Cheers, boozers. <laughs> That's actually really good. You know, I didn't think I would like it because, like I said, I'm not big on beer. But that's actually really, really good. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit from the website for the drink. It's newbelgium.com. I'm going to go over a few facts about the beer. So it says, Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA, packed with bright topical... Packed with bright tropical aromas and brilliant citrusy flavors. This unfiltered IPA wraps up with a pleasantly smooth finish, which I definitely agree with. All right, so tasting notes. According to the website Visual, it's a deep pale orange with an opaque haze. 
and the aroma, very strong hop aroma of citrus, lemon, some orange, lime, and grapefruit, and tropical guava and pineapple with light grassy and caramel-like malt aroma. The flavor, a little sweet initially, but becomes smoothly bitter. I definitely agree with that. The mouthfeel and body. It's a clean finish, medium body. The beer facts, it's a 7.5 ABV for my boozers. You're welcome. Uh, It talks about the calories, but (laughs) we're not going to get into that. It's fine. Um, And it's considered a pale ale. Alright guys, well, I found this at HEB, um, you should be able to find it at most grocery stores, so if you want to drink along, cheers. So, let's start sipping this sucker. Um, I actually talked to a few different people about this topic before recording. People who are just getting into the dating phase, people who are just dating around, people in committed long-term relationships, and my married peeps. So, (laughs) the census here was you definitely don't want to give out your passcode when you're just starting out um and in my experience sounds like the experience for most people it just doesn't turn out well especially when you're in that phase where you're like you know are you dating other people is it just me um that it kind of opens up that territory for when they're sleeping, I'm going to go through their phone (laughs) or I'm going to ask for their phone and go through it. Or I'm going to be like peeking on them, unlocking their phone, figure out that passcode. And then when they're not looking, get into their phone and see like what's really going on. Um, honestly, that's not really like healthy. (laughs) I wouldn't want somebody that I'm dating. I wouldn't want to catch them in something like that. I definitely wouldn't want to be the person to be doing that either. Um, I think in that case, like, if you really want to know if they're talking to other people while talking to you, fucking ask. You know, it doesn't hurt to ask. And if you get an answer that you don't feel is truthful, then, I mean, maybe they're just not ready and maybe you should, you know, just keep them as an option. But anyway, so what I'm going to do for you guys is get into why we should not give them our passcode, why we should, and kind of a little bit of an argument, right? So, it's mm, really good, I like it. Um, so, some reasons for not giving your passcode, and I'll hit on each of these, but high level, keeping, um, and these are examples that were given to me. Um, but I definitely agreed with, so, you know, for people who keep their body progress pics on their phone, people who keep personal notes on their phone, um, personal notes, meaning, you know, kind of like using their phone as their diary, um, venting, uh, things like that. You know, you, you vent to your friends through text message. Um, some people store passwords to bank accounts, things like that in their notes, um, and then, of course, you know, for that individual who's tracking their body progress and and the form of photos, um, you know, for me and some other friends of mine, you know, kind of keeping track of gift ideas. So, you know, uh, a month ago, so-and-so said that they wanted this, so I wrote it in my phone, uh, and now I can refer back to that. I wouldn't want 
my partner to be going through my phone and now they know all the ideas for gifts that I have for them. Um, of course, there's, you know, that private venting through text messages that I mentioned too. So to hit on each one of those, I think for my, for the um, keeping personal body progress picks, I kind of talked to this one about, I kind of talked about this one with my cousin Tiffany and she was like, well, I mean, if you're in a committed long-term relationship, they know what your body looks like. So what's the problem? So I feel like this is more of like a, you're just starting a date. You're just putting yourself out there and this is a personal thing for you. So you're still in that beginning stage, which we all kind of agree from earlier. It's not a good idea to give your passcode away in the beginning. Um, my other cousin, Jeremy, shout out. Uh, he mentioned like, yeah, that's very private. Like, why would you want to give someone your passcode in the beginning? It's definitely something that you build toward. And I definitely agree with that. So regarding personal notes, um, I can attest to that one. I mean, I keep all my podcast notes (laughs) in my phone. Uh, I have an iPhone, so I keep it in the notes app. Um, I have a lot of venting in there. I have, you know, those moments of inspiration where I kind of write out poems or um, just kind of quotes that I think of. I'll put it in my phone and it's, it's kind of private. Like I wouldn't want anybody to be reading that and give me their feedback and no, no, that's just for me. Um, so if any of you all keep personal notes in your phone, that might be a reason for you to not give your passcode. And for the person who's like, yeah, I want my, my partner's passcode. Maybe they're not giving it to you for that reason. Uh, gift ideas. I mean, I hit a little bit on that before. I don't really know anybody who does this. I mean, I just ask for what you want. (laughs) But if you're a person who likes to be sentimental and be like, Hey, yeah, I remember this. I wouldn't want my partner to go through my phone and you know, see all those ideas that I have, that would kind of ruin it, especially for the type of person who's into surprises. Uh, Venting through text messages. Oh my God. I feel like the first thing that you want to do when you're going through a partner or somebody that you're dating, when you want to go through their phone is to check who are you talking to? You know, who are you messaging um, on what? So you're probably going to go through all the apps and probably come across something that you're not ready to see. So... Yeah, of course, you want to have that communication with your partner. So, of course, if you need to vent about your partner, the best person to do it with is your partner. So that way they know how you feel. But there are some things that we just can't change about our partners, right? So I feel like that's where your best friend comes in or your family. Um, And I think that's okay to an extent to vent to those people. Of course, you don't want to let them in on everything because of your relationship is between you and your partner. But, you know, every time, every now and then we need a second opinion, right? I know for me, I tend to overthink a lot. Uh, So I ask for a second opinion sometimes and it's really just to seek that, hey, you need to chill. (laughs) But I wouldn't want my partner going through my phone and seeing something like that. So... I'm sure there's a lot of other points that you all can give about why you shouldn't give away your passcode. Um, Definitely share that with me. I want to know. But let's get into why we should give our passcode. So a married friend of mine said, well, you know, I I give my husband my passcode because, or 
and I expect his because I'm always losing my phone or my phone is always dying on me, but his phone always has a charge. So the way that she uses his phone is to check in with daycares, with family, uh, in cases of emergency or when she just doesn't have her own phone to do those things, she can always go back to her husband's phone. So that's a good point, you know, not having access to your own phone. So you want to use the partners. Um, I remember I was in a relationship where I was driving and I was just like, hey, uh, you know how to get into my phone. Can you text my mom? I'm driving and give them the phone, my passcode. They jumped into my text and sent it. So I was like, cool. Um, that's, you know, one thing. Of course, it makes sense for a married couple um, when you don't have access to your own phone. So that makes sense. I think really that that comes from a place of built and maintained trust. Uh, I think in a healthy relationship, you should always come from a place of trust. So let's kind of argue about it, right? Um, so the argument here, the argument here for, you know, not giving your passcode regarding, you know, tracking your body goals well, kind of like my cousin Tiffany said, if you're in a committed relationship, they know what your body looks like, and you've probably shared with them that you want to improve yourself. I think that if you're super insecure with your body and you're not comfortable with your body, you're probably not ready for a relationship because, like I said before, if you don't love yourself, you can't really give the best of yourself to somebody else. Um, because you, you really got to know how to love yourself before you can truly deeply love somebody else the way they deserve. So I think with that mind frame or mind, mind frame with that mindset, I don't think that really is valid, but Hey, you know what? Not everybody's as open and that's okay. You know, maybe it takes some time for you, but that's just my opinion there. Um, so regarding, you know, not having access to your own phone, um, I thought that one was a little funny. Like, be responsible. Charge your phone. Or have, like, one of those external batteries that, you know, your power bank that you hook your phone up to. Um, honestly, nowadays, there's no real reason to not have a charge. You got Bluetooth in your car. I mean, Bluetooth. You got USB chargers in your car. You can hook that up. Uh, there's a, usually you're around a computer. If not, okay, I get it. But if you're around a computer all day, you can charge your phone. Um, unless your job doesn't let you, but that's... Eh. Uh, but there's just so many opportunities to have your phone charged. So, I mean, you just got to be on top of that. So we can go back and forth all day about arguing. But I think... Um, and, I, and I'm keeping this one kind of short for you guys. But I think when we wrap up here and... I mean, I haven't really drank too much. Oh, shit, I'm already halfway through. Mm. Yeah, I'm halfway through. This is good. <laughs> well, I have okay, so... Um, when we refill here, wrap up, and, and I give you some final thoughts, I think really what it boils down to is where are you at in this relationship? Do you intend to make the relationship long-term? Are either of you dealing with trust issues? 
is there room in your relationship for honest and open communication? And deep down, do you feel like you have something to hide? I think asking yourself these questions are key to knowing whether or not it's it's good to give your passcode. So I think really what it boils down to is imagine you're in a relationship. Your partner asks for your passcode. And your response is, why do you need my passcode? What for? If you got that response, wouldn't you be like, I mean, I just want I just want to see your phone. Like, if that was your response, I would be like, huh, um, that wouldn't sit right with me. I'd be like, uh, they got to be hiding something, right? Now my mind is going a thousand miles an hour wondering, what the heck you doing on that phone? But... Let's go through each of these questions. So where are you at in the relationship? Is it the beginning? Have you been together for a year? Are you married? I think in the beginning, and this is something that Tiffany and her boyfriend talked about, they were really straight up with each other, you know. He had been through exes that cheated on him, and she didn't really go through that, and she's never cheated, but she understood So she felt like, hey, have my passcode. Go through it whenever you want. But I have nothing to hide. And he was like, okay, well, I want you to know if you don't want to be with me and you feel the need to cheat, just leave me. Just go. Like, let me know. Don't waste my time. So that's something that they had in the beginning of the relationship, which I thought was awesome. They already kind of built up that trust. And it and really it comes with faith, right? So I had an ex who I let borrow my laptop and of course being an Apple product user, he went through my iMessages and read things and first of all, he had no reason being in there. He was really just using my laptop for Netflix and I think I had stepped away to like use the bathroom or shower or something. And I didn't find out that he had went through my iMessages until later on. So to me, that was a red flag in the beginning because that just kind of shows me you were looking for something. You were looking for a reason and out. Like that's how either insecure you are or that's how badly you just don't trust. So that showed me some trust issues. Um... I've had an ex where I've woken up to him trying to use, back when I had the iPhone that used fingerprint, I woke up and he was trying to use my thumb on my phone to unlock it. And at the time, we weren't together, but we were living together. (laughs) I know, right? Fuck my life. But um, that's sketchy. Like, what are you doing? So, I mean... These are red flags, right, that you should be aware of. Like, is there trust issues? Do you even have faith in me? And I think what Tiffany and her boyfriend have is trust and faith. What my friend Kristen, shout out, who's married, had a good point. And and I'll get to this at the end because I think this is really what I want the takeaway to be. But let's go through the next question, right? So do you intend to make the relationship long term? Okay, so... If the answer to that question is, you know what, I I don't see it being long-term. This kind of feels temporary. 
Well, then, of course, you're not probably comfortable giving your passcode because you might have something on the side, which is okay. If you're just dating, like you're not in a relationship, then, yeah, keep your options open. But if you want to commit to one person, then you shouldn't be having those side conversations with other people because that's kind of fucked up. So at that point, you should ask yourself, deep down, do you feel like you have something to hide? Because if the answer is yes, you probably shouldn't be with this person if you're having those second thoughts. Maybe you should not be in a relationship and focus on still getting to know each other and getting to a point where you don't have anything to hide. Because if you do, that's not fair to that person. So really, if you plan on making the relationship long term like Tiffany did, they made it set Uh, They made it a point in the beginning of the relationship to say, hey, look, this is my intention. These are my expectations. So I hope you can meet up to that. And that's perfectly fair, I think. If you're going to go into a relationship with somebody, you should make your expectations clear. All right. So the next question that we want to ask ourselves is, are you or your partner dealing with trust issues? This one's important, right? Because if you haven't healed from your past, you're probably not ready for relationships. So if you've dealt with cheating or manipulation or some form of abuse, you're probably very guarded. And if you're guarded, well, of course you have those trust issues. You know, you're going to want to go through their devices and social media and see like, hey, are they truly just focused on me? And that's fair, but I think you should probably just have that open communication with that partner of yours and say, look, hey, you know what? This has happened to me in my past. Um, It's something that I struggle with. And I don't want this to get to a point where I'm going behind your back and going through your things. So can you openly and honestly communicate with me and tell me that there's nothing going on behind my back and that I'm it's just me? If, if you can trust this person and take them at their word and they say no, leave it at that. But if they say no and you're still questioning it, either you should listen to your intuition because something else is going on or you're just not ready and you should go back to dating or take some time and do some reflection. And that kind of leads into the next question. Is there room for open communication? I think that's important. Because this is going to be the takeaway. What Kristen and I kind of talked about was her and her marriage where, and she was the one who actually suggested like, hey, well, if my phone is dead or I lost it, I need to be able to get to my kids or family members. So I need his passcode to get into his phone. I think the takeaway should be, what are you going to use my phone for? And that should be the end of it. So I think it's perfectly fine to share your passcode with somebody that you do see yourself long-term with, somebody that does not have trust issues, someone that you can be with and you don't have trust issues, someone that you intend to have forever. Like, this is going to be the one, you know? If you are the type of person to want that type of relationship. I think if you're into, you know, having more than one partner, I still think this is important to have open communication. So... The takeaway that I think works best for me is if I make this clear that you're the one that I want to be with and I trust you, 
I have faith in this relationship and I want this long term, then I think it's fair for me to say, look, I vent to people to make sure that I'm in a good headspace for our relationship. And when it's crucial, I will bring that to you so that way we can hash that out. But I want you to know, I put a lot of personal things in my notes, things that I would rather just keep to myself. So what would work for me, it may not work for you, but hey, try it out. (laughs) What would work for me is you can have my passcode, but I would prefer that if you're going to use my phone, that you let me know why and that be the only reason. So, hey, I'm going to use your phone to call my dad. Okay, all right. Well, when you're done, give me my phone back. Or, hey, I'm going to go and use your phone. I just want to see the photos that we took of last night. Oh, sure, here, grab my phone. Because I have no other photos to hide. You know, if we're in a committed long-term relationship and I see you being the one for me, even if I had body progress pics, you know what my body looks like. So that's something that I wouldn't be afraid of. Now, of course, there are those times where I take screenshots of things to remember and things like that. So in that case, I might say, well, let me go through my pictures really quick and make sure, like, I don't have any gift ideas for you that I want you to ruin. Odds are, probably not, because I put that in, like, my notes or something. Um, But still, I think that's the best way to go. You know, having that open communication, making sure that your intention with this person is clear, that you've healed any you know, pain points of yours from prior relationships, I think that that's the best way to go. If you and your partner have a mature, stable relationship, here's my phone, use it for what you're going to use it for, and then, you know, go ahead and pass that thing back. Because why else are you going to need my phone for? If there's trust, you don't need to be going through my phone. There's just no need for it. And I think it is perfectly fair that if you have that moment of weakness, you know, I'm not going to dump you right then and there because you asked to go through my phone. But I think in that case, I would say, okay, you know, if you truly feel like you need to go through my phone, that sucks because, you know, I would hope that you would trust me and have faith in me. But if you need to do that, all right. But you should know who my best friends are. You should know who the people are in my life that I go and vent to. So I would hope that you would not go into those messages, those threads. Of course, if you go into a message and you see somebody's name that you don't recognize, okay, all right, well, ask me, who is this person? Don't just jump into the messages and read something. I mean, I don't know, like... If we're in a committed relationship, I don't really have anything to hide. So if there was a stranger in there, by all means, go for it. But odds are, by this point, I've already made you aware of this person. Because that's just how I am. Like, in a relationship, I'd be like, oh my god, this dude just slid in my DMs. And I would show my partner. So there really isn't any surprises. Because they should know. (laughs) But I want your guys' opinion. So as we close out here... You can always connect with me on Facebook under the show Booze E-Banter. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Booze E-Banter25. Instagram at Booze E-Banter. Email Booze E-Banter25 at gmail.com. And, yeah, I mean, I want I want your thoughts. Um, you know, let us know in the Facebook page. Email me. 
Uh, definitely want to open the floor for this. So <laughs> when this airs Thursday, give us a listen and, you know, definitely, definitely have that talk with your friends over the weekend and share what, share your thoughts with me. Definitely want to know. But anyway, I hope you guys like this one. Love and good vibes. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening.